Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. No, lately I've been feeling this just general pang of, man, it would be so nice to have that just generic liberal mentality of uh, the world isn't on fire and things are fine. I'm genuinely envious. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine being one of those people who, for the last, what would it be now, like, six months since November, just being like, let us have this one thing, like, actually taking some sort of joy out of having what Jen Psaki as press secretary like I can't imagine that lifestyle uh or actually it's, I can because it's forced on me but I uh, yeah I understand it being content to say let's all right cool this is fine everything is perfect and I don't have to worry anymore my team won I mean I don't really care I don't know it's it's an emotional thing it's not a material thing there there's no political project behind it I get what you're saying I get I, I wish that I wish that we could still have the same politics and feel as confident and as happy. Um, By that but, point, it would be dissociation from what's actually happening. Yeah, if if we're not dissociating, then we're then we've won. And I wish that we were winning, but right now it's it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like we're in a great spot. Um, no, I think that. Honestly, though, I, we're looking down the barrel of what's going to be like a pretty intense summer. I think. Because nothing's gotten better. I mean, I got my Pfizer shot yesterday, and a lot of people are being vaccinated, but, like, the damage of COVID is, firstly, COVID, as many people in my fucking office keep saying, like, well, now that COVID's over, it's not over. Um, What, Minnesota had one of its worst spikes this past uh, month. Mm -hmm. Actually, it had its worst spike, even including, you know, April 2020 and last fall. They had their worst spike of COVID deaths just recently. It's like this stuff is still happening. Well, I mean, it's by and large because of the fact that people are like, well, oh, the vaccine's out, so I we can officially stop worrying. And it's it's brought out a whole new round of stupid people. And it's all the same people. Like, I remember back when Trump was still president. I remember long ago, those seven months ago or whatever, uh, when Trump was still president and people are like, I'm not going to trust a vaccine, not one that Trump did. This is the same thing that, uh, look, I like I went and got the fucking vaccine. And yeah, I kind of think that people should, I I guess. Uh, I, I don't blame people for not wanting to. But this is the same process that was going on underneath the Trump administration. These are the same private corporations and pharmaceutical companies that are producing these for profit because while I thankfully didn't have to pay for it uh somebody is you know mostly the states are paying for it um and that really does come back to me <laughs> eventually yeah because uh, they're not going to cut you know they're not going to raise taxes on the, your corporate taxes in the state they're going to raise taxes and cut benefits for people for working people inside the state it's it's the same shit as the neoliberal people being like, or the liberals being like oh haha hooray we won now i don't care whether or not this it has been fda approved and it's like all right but you were complaining about this like 20 weeks ago now, the important thing to remember though is well, now with the biden administration at least if if trump had been administering these vaccines and it would have been like some authoritarian hellscape thing where they would have you know shoved them into our arms thankfully under biden that's not happened oh wait no my work is gonna fire anyone who had put on indefinite suspension anyone who hasn't had their vaccine by july 
Right, and they don't give you fucking PTO to get it. Yeah, you know, if you if you need to get it during your shift, then you lose that shift. We should redact all owners. Yeah, all if owners. only if only that wouldn't uh, lead to us getting shot by our very friendly and not at all racist police force, which kind of plays into what our episode's theme today is racism when we chose this one actually it was in the height of the uh chinese racism stuff right which it now seems like small potatoes compared to the last couple weeks and blm totally having succeeded now that the liberals are in charge yeah and the idea too that like so much of our actual you know this is an interesting question too when it comes to blm because the episode that we're about to watch which is ds9 star trek deep space nines 18th episode of the first season i mean technically it's the 19th because they had a two-parter in the beginning but the 18th on netflix if that's where you're gonna watch it it's called duet and it's about a well i should give some some background to those who haven't seen uh star trek and deep space nine in particular firstly deep space nine is far and away the best star trek um it's a giant mall in space uh it's basically a soap opera it, it it like the other ones they're a jaunt they're through space right it's monster of the week type shit especially the original series of star trek but deep space nine it really it, it bottles all of these things all of the regulations that normally exist on what is ostensibly a military style uh you know they call them science ships but they, you, you don't have you don't have that kind of discipline on a science ship so in this case they're actually running a civilian space station that's situated very fortuitously because they had to close in on a wormhole in the first episode so they're right next to this very cool wormhole thing that'll take you way far away and it's like oh brave new world sit right across there and we're like the way station right before you get to the brave new worlds but prior to that the station was run by a group of people called the cardassians and these guys are like you could call them nazis they're pretty pretty obvious nazi parallels uh for the cardassians who were occupying a planet called Bajor. And now all this is really fucking nerdy, but basically you have a formerly occupied people who only recently, I think it's in the last like five years that have gotten their independence and they have a really shaky provisional government and the Cardassians are still knocking at the door, you know, still trying to be uh, involved in Bajoran politics even after they've been expelled. And of course, they, as in most occupations, as in a lot of uh, repressive regimes, there are collaborators. You know, there are collaborators, uh, lots of documented history. I'm thinking specifically of World War II when a lot of French collaborators are very, you know, pretty obvious. There was a, a culling of them at the end of the war, supposedly. Um, there were a lot of Eastern European collaborators. I'm thinking in Hungary, there's an interesting movie that came out um, that was like, what was it? It was like September 15th, 1945, and it was about a Jewish family returning to a Hungarian village where the Nazis, the actual Germans, hadn't been there. But the collaborators, the Hungarian, or I think it's Hungarian, the, the Hungarian uh, anti-Semites had cast them out. So it's it's kind of hearkening back to this idea of 
predators within your midst, you know, traitors among you. And I'm thinking about that, too, right now when we're getting into what is now a almost completely co-opted vision of Black Lives Matter. I think we could say that by the end of last summer, the Democrats had effectively run a campaign to bring people into like the voting apparatus, the apparatus that would support Joe Biden and the lackluster candidates that he uh, had down ballot. Like the I'm not suggesting that the guy who runs the New York BLM is a collaborator on the extent of the Holocaust, but it is an interesting uh, dynamic, a relationship of one who sells out their people and sells out their base of power in order to lie themselves with the dominant ideology and the dominant system. Well, Kyle clearly had some thoughts on that. Um, I'm going to tell you as if someone who literally that was this was the first episode of Star Trek I've watched since uh, Kirk was captain. I wasn't lost. So uh, it's very easy to k- catch up with, even if you're not a Star Trek person. And the parallels are still very easy to draw, especially as the episode goes on. If anything, the twists are a little more fun because you don't know literally everything about the background universe. I mean, the big thing that surprised me was that apparently red shirts aren't the Suicide Squad anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I do agree with Kyle that, that, yeah, it it does draw a lot of uh, great parallels with Nazi collaborators who were acting more out of fear than, you know, as place of evil and who are now suddenly being treated as as though they were – directly responsible for some of the atrocities committed by those who actually willfully well i think there is also like there's a lot of documentation that a fair amount of jews that were murdered and sent off to concentration camps sent off to work camps just just dislocated from all of their homes all across europe like there were definitely people who collaborated who were enjoying of that you know fascism came out of an italian word but there was the material circumstances that created Mussolini's party were extant all over Europe, and I think that yeah, we shouldn't. It, 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 to some extent, we we should just say fuck them. Um, the collaborators they did the wrong thing, and uh, you know they get the wall. See, but redacted. if we if we In blanket Minecraft. say fuck them on that, then we'll have to blanket say fuck them on current capitalist bootlickers, and then we'll be in such a severe minority. We have no hope of actually. Well, that's why you uh, don't tell anybody. Come on, I'm gonna just have to bleep it. They don't need uh, to know. Um, These bootlickers. See, the problem is that when if when we write all of them off, even though they're more or less still victims of this uh, this broken system, all of a sudden we're left with maybe 15% of the population actually fighting for human rights. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a question. Great, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, question, especially when it comes to uh, fighting such a dominant system and one that has so many people's ideology captured. With that question on the tip of your brains, which isn't really a thing, but we're going to go with it anyways. Uh, My very smooth brain. (laughs) The more Twitter you consume, the less tips your brain has. (laughs) But um, yeah, with that, uh, I think we're ready to uh, go ahead and jump in. So in five, four, three, two, one, click. Yeah, I saw so many red shirts. I'm like, oh, these people are all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a major, she's a major character. A, yeah. No, she, stuck, she sticks around all the whole time. That's actually a Bajoran outfit, too. Maybe we can have a companion photo. 
Dex, this this hottie, she lives as a she's actually a worm that lives inside that body and gets transmitted between different bodies. Ah, so she's probably not so hot in her true form, but when you see Man. her get transmitted or transferred, it's pretty creepy. Fair enough. Cisco. So yeah, already clearly more progressive just on the Medicare basis. It's clearly this is the distant future. What is this? This is 20, 23, like 70 or something, 23, like Oh, so 50. they probably got Medicare for all like in the last decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how much this is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hay made about the utopian vision that, uh, Star Trek has, and I think a lot of that's true and well placed. But you know, they don't deal with it necessarily. Not not on the. Well, I mean, yeah, no, this Star Trek has never been about taking itself super seriously. Bum bum bum. By the way, these are the Nazi peoples. Look at that CGI. Look at that shit. Look at this. I welcome you to the far off year of 1992. (laughs) Admittedly, this is like the longest fucking intro of any Star Trek that I. uh, I've seen all of them except for the animated version, the lower decks thing. I don't don't know. know. I mean, the original Star Trek had first Kirk doing the space, the final frontier, blah, 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 and then also the theme song. Yeah, but the theme song was so fast because they only really showed uh, Kirk's name, Spock's name, and then DeForest Kelly in like the second season. So it was like, all right, you knock that shit out pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on if you count his rant beforehand as part of the intro because I'd say it's about the same length. Yeah, you're probably right. I, it just yeah, feels long because the you don't have part, it. Then, yeah, that's all of ten seconds. Do 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 do. This actually probably has a lot of the same chord structures. Now I think about it. Oh yeah, this one's just slower. Yeah, I mean it's a great theme song. I actually like that. Like really, I like I like brass based uh, music. Oh hell yeah, good good, good brassy tune. I think the first one, you know, as gimmicky as it f- sounds today, I I still think the first. The first opening song is the best one. It's, Great. It's, it's, it's well established it's an that I like sci-fi camp. synth song. And there's a re- I mean, don't get me wrong. The original Star Trek is problematic in a lot it's of ways. Sixty seven. You know, you gotta yeah. take the good with the bad sometimes in this. Well, I don't know. When I mean, it I comes think to culture, for not saying, oh, it's, they're a victim of their time. They're from a different time, but still, yeah. Motherfucker. He does not have really a great running away yeah. there. Just, oh. 
Odo. If nobody's seen him, he's a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter and a cop, so very untrustworthy. However, I oh, do yeah, really, that guy. I can't fuck help that but guy. like him. I don't even know anything about him, but fuck him. Yeah. I mean, come on, if we arrested every single war criminal, who would run our politics? <laughs> if we arrested every single war criminal, who would we have to send rockets into space? Or who would run uh, the West German democracy? I can't, I can't show you the scare quotes, but I'm making them, I promise. That's what you get when you get a little too much bootlicker in your in your brain. All that hate. How do you feel about silence is violence? Is silence violence? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean. Obvious, I, generally, I'm always going to say, like, no, you know, fuck anybody who I I don't want to give away my my opinion to. Well, I do want to give away my opinion, but I don't want to give away any plot points. But I, I I'm very pro uh, fucking up the collaborators. See, I I definitely think that there's something to be said for they should do something. But also, here's me, a, a designated leftist and a. I'm not pounding the streets near, nearly as often as I should. I'm, I haven't been out protesting at, at any BLM rallies, nothing like that. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know. There comes a point where it's to say, do I have to also count myself as part of the Silence is Violence crew? Well, I don't think that that's the same necessarily. I think that the, the liberals who hide or even the ones who pretend and go to, you know, a Saturday protest and then brunch after or whatever – uh, I don't think that I think that's worse than you who's actually being on a, you know, in a shitty union and being honest about that with people. Not a shitty union, but, you know, a shitty work environment and being honest about that. Uh, I don't know, because I don't think that. I don't know. That, that's uh, what I worry. Is it, it's, as uh, as, as opposed to law, somebody who's many... actively helping out the fucking pieces of shit running the com country and running, uh, in this case, maybe a labor camp. I don't know. I mean, that's fair. I just I worry there's too many gray lines there, which is why I always try to be open minded about the idea that we can redeem collaborators and bootlickers rather than f force them into the bad guy camp. Admittedly, though, can you imagine if like a Polish Jew who just had to go in there for being in the drunk tank, was in the same cell as a fucking Nazi, I'd be fucking upset. I mean, the Cardassian thing, it's like saying... I can see why he's angry, but that kind of hate is not going to help in the long run in terms of uh, progressing our general ability to uh, inject love into the world, which, is, which has to be the end goal.
Yeah, I think that as much as that's noble, it might be important that we focus on our enemies when they're when they're in our power. It's it, it's basically like You know, the people who kept their uh, collaborators around, eventually they, they take over the government or they fight against you and there's going to be a purge further down the line that's caused more more pain. Uh, and I'm not saying that's always the case. Everything has to be examined in its material uh, circumstances at the time, but, you know. I'd rather not have to go full um, corporal punishment on uh, an enemy until they are an immediate threat. Yeah. Which, you know, the real, the, like the real threats are the people running these broken systems. Unfortunately, the people caught up in it are, can still very well become enemies by the end game. I wouldn't like, even my store manager, he's probably, he's not part of the, he's, he's very bougie in spirit, but you know, he's, he's not make he's not a millionaire. He's just, yeah, he's, he's a hundred thousand there. He's just the, the, but he's a piece of shit. He's just the front-facing version of a, a shitty system. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we're going to kill every manager um, if the revolution ever comes. But I do think that there is something to say, like, what's what about cops? What about cops? Like, every cop uh, I, I, is probably going to have to be in a re-education camp at, at, the, at the best. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, the, the mentality all cops are bastards isn't because every cop is raping and murdering, but because any cop who isn't raping and murdering still and any cop who's sort of standing up against the raping and mort murdering stops being a cop very quickly. Yeah. When was the last time you had a good cop? Cause yeah, well, that's for, like, if you have a good cop, a genuinely good cop, then all of a sudden they get kicked off the force for some trumped up bullshit reason. Well, there's no such thing as a good cop because they aren't stopping the bad cops. And in the same sense as silence is violence for people outside of it you're you know it's it, it, we we we're going to let them get away with that kind of uh shit without you know hold, when we're holding ourselves to a high standard i i like holding ourselves to a high standard i just think that you know we need to look at it materially Progressive captain willing to give his uh, subordinates a shot to prove that they're better than their biases. Cisco, um, with one glaring, uh, one really very ob awful uh, glaring problem, um, is otherwise the best captain. See, and I don't know about that glaring problem due to lack of context. That's like in the fifth season, so...
The Wehrmacht were not uh, uh, innocent, right? Just because he's a military instructor doesn't mean he's... It honestly probably means he is a bad person. I think that there's a difference between willfully being a bad person and... I don't know. Now I'm creating a blurred line of the difference between willfully, willfully being a bad person and being a bad person even with good intentions. No, because good intentions don't save anything. Right. Like, it's a material analysis that needs to be made. And it's like, if you're still killing all these people... I love this because it's kind of like... Hello, Clarice. It's fucking, uh, what, what's the name? Um, Silence of the Lambs type yeah. stuff. Yeah, I feel, like the, I feel like the villain. I mean, other than his other than his shitty run at the beginning, like his his line delivery is flawless. His blocking is eh, his line delivery is flawless. Yeah, there's a lot of wooden characters in this show, especially in the other one we were thinking about watching for this episode. Yeah, I think that it's fair to say that all the people who are all the people who play Cardassians tend to be really fucking good. Like, there's a guy named Garrick, and he rules. I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of a, the interesting question. Do we put Hitler's secretary against the wall? I mean, you know what Hitler's secretary knew about, right? Yeah. Like, I, is, I don't it, it, it's going Maybe he doesn't get the wall. Maybe yes. he just gets the re-education camp. Maybe he gets the gulag. I think that that's still better than the system, like, right now where we put innocent people in horrible conditions in American prisons. I, I worry that part of creating a new system is once we've truly purged those who fundamentally refuse the system, the people, the elites of our current system, basically, we give we have to give the people in the in the, from the old system who are just too afraid to do anything a chance to live in the new system because if we if we mix old laws with uh, the new laws when we revamp the si when we recreate everything we uh, draw, draw the risk of uh, creating uh, creating just a fundamentally re fundamental replacement of the old system with a new coat of paint on it there's a lot of legitimate arguments that come in that vein but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's we're not reformer revolution stuff. We've we've claimed this is episode one. We're not smart enough to guarantee you that we have the right answers. We just have our opinions, right? But our opinions are sure as hell better than the ones being spouted by people like Joe Biden. Hmm.
Like, look at Galdicott taking trying to take advantage of his Cisco's better instincts, right? His mm -hmm. high-mindedness. It's like, oh, you wouldn't it's... think of it just because he's Cardassian. And it's like... To be fair, the prisoner was doing the exact same thing to his, the woman interrogating him. It was, it was not about the factual orientation of her ideals. It was about the words he knew he could exploit in the moment. To scare her. And that's the thing. If in the new modern system you are still going to continue to be a shitty person, then yes. Then we start pulling out the gulags. But we have to get, I feel like we have to give people a chance at first uh, in that system. Give them the chance. Give them, just, we need to give most people an opportunity to say, we're willing to wipe your slate clean uh, for being a capitalist bootlicker. You just need to learn to live in these new conditions and, you know, spread love instead of hate. I feel like that's yes. And also we need to have a very strong mechanism to make sure that those people who reject it are not going to dismantle it because we'll be in a very, very vulnerable space after the revolution. I don't know, it's tough to create an answer because, like, you know that I have a more libertarian viewpoint in terms of uh, forgiveness. Yeah, and, this may just know, be a place that, that where you... we don't necessarily align, and I, I don't think that that's a problem. This is an interesting question. Yeah, it's – well, and it's one that we're not going to get the chance to answer for probably in our lifetimes anyways. Let's be real. I don't know. I might live to be the, – the collapse is coming. Who knows? The collapse is coming, but it doesn't mean the new infrastructure will follow. Yeah, there might be a few little communes. You never know. I probably won't make it into him. The commune already had a podcaster. Yeah, that's where, I, that's where I'm at. If you punish them without reason, it won't mean anything. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that we continue a cruel system either. A system of 
vendettas. This lady. I think that the people like f- in the new system, I think people like former cops, even the non-murder ones, will still be under very, very heavy scrutiny. You know, like we won't necessarily throw them in the gulag right away, but we'll be keeping as close an eye on them as possible. Right. He'll be they'll be uh, near the top of the list if it happens. Yeah. Enhance. Enhance. Oh, gosh. Future tech is Future. so fake. Hmm. That's not Maritza. Oh, come on. <laughs> Magic technology is perfectly fine. Thank you very much. It's the future. I love this music, this background here. Let me get You've come back to learn the secret of my filing system. I know all your secrets, Neil. Speak up. I was the one who killed the real monster, seized the paper's trace. Neil, you'll pay for that death, and all the others you're responsible for. I don't think I could take it all on, Miss Gates. Come on. And you can only execute me once. Or we will agree. But I've got a plan. I'm not exactly... For the record... By this point in the episode, I'm no longer defending the guy in the cell. Oh, yeah. No. I just, But I just wanted to say, like, I do think that there was an initial jump of unfair treatment. Yeah, everyone thinks they're the good guy. That's that's sad truth. Is people like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Adolf Hitler all thought they were the good guy, or President Ted think. Or this, yeah, I did what had to be done. They feel themselves uh, fulfilling some sort of purpose. 
You know that the people who thought that they were creating a better world for their family back in Germany were uh, thought of themselves as the good guys as they, you know, went around in their Einsgruppen and murdered people, you know. This scene makes me think the key is not necessarily, uh, in my mind at least, the key is not necessarily that we have to quash the idea of hate. That's, I don't think that's going to happen, nor is that a feasible outcome. The idea is that we need to be able to take hate and still make the rational and justified decisions. Well, I yeah, I just think that that's idealism, beyond, not in the way that I, you know, it's used colloquially. I think that's valuing ideas and thinking that material will come out of that. Like, we need to make sure that there's a safe world and the system is strong to create a world without hate. Obviously, we want that to be based on the, the, the ideology that we're creating, There was a big split with between Marx and the people that he was learning from, where he went down the trail of being a materialist and kind of expect say, th making the world, seeing the important things in the world as what happens concretely, and the other guys thinking of it in like the Platonian type of 
uh, you know, what is the great ideal, the great virtue that would animate the the world around it. And I just find myself being more materialist. As I obviously state, like every fucking time, I feel like I overdo it. <laughs> I mean, the whole idea of this podcast is that we're, it's just our opinion. So if uh, you're not overstating it, then you're not exactly doing justice to the theme of the podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> just like I overstate my socialist agenda of, uh, in, in addition to checks and balances that guarantee basic outcomes for all humanity, we should still have uh, certain elements of an old system to help in, this, in terms of maintaining uh, – understanding and comprehension it's uh, neither of us can guarantee that our answer is the right one we just but if we weren't stating them then we wouldn't be doing justice to the show right this is also in some ways prefigurative well and that's one of the joys of sci-fi too that's why i mean that's why shows like, shows like star trek can do so many so many cool things is because they exist in a any universe that isn't the one we currently have to live in Like, what if we just pushed Germany back into Germany, the Nazis back into Germany? That's kind of like what the Cardassians are. I feel like that would just lead to a bigger, especially considering how many Nazis are still out in the world, sadly. I feel like that would lead to a, a massive backlash. I mean, then again, a war is probably on the horizon no matter how you slice it. Although I imagine, like, we basically did that. We put Honecker in charge of the West Germans, and he was a fucking Nazi, like, straight-up Nazi party guy. Well, you know, in our American capitalist structure, better a Nazi than a leftist, that's for sure. That's what they like. They bring more Nazis into the government. Still, but I'm sure you're quite a welcome immigrant to military personnel. After all, 
the most effective terrorist weapon for violent violence. Don't leave now, Major. It's just getting good. How many Kardashian civilians have been killed? Look, I would run a lot of what I have to do. I'll send in another one. We have no choice. We were fighting for survival. So were we. We got an empire to protect. We needed your resources. Everything I needed for the greater glory of Kardashian. If you find a scum I can be ground under, so much the better. I loved my homeland. That's what justified my actions. That was it. Nothing justifies genocide. You're saying he changed his face to look like Goldar Hill. 
Sadly, it is that way. Ooh, bum, bum. twist. Double twist. I feel like after how good of a liar he was, how quickly he breaks seems a bit contrived. Yeah, a little much. Galatek. The butcher of Galatek died six years ago. You're Eamon Maritza, his filing clerk. That's not true. I am alive. I will always be alive. Laying it on a bit thick. Oh my gosh. This guy hurts. This guy's fucking evil and all, but... Jeez, he's also very sad inside. Yeah. Tell them I'm your wife. Maybe you have to go out and tell them I'm your wife. Get away. Oh, Christ. 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 Oh, Christ.
It leaves you, like, with an interesting question as to this, but it's also, like, his ideas still supporting of Cardassia to kind of, like, level with its atrocities, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. There's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, well, that's one of the beautiful things about this episode is there's a lot of moral gray area. I mean, it's the other episode we watched had some of that, too. Oh. Well, now your death is meaningless. Yeah, that is the. Why? He wasn't our heel. Why? He's a Cardassian. That's reason enough. No. It's not. If anything, now his death can be used for virtue virtue signaling by a, a quote-unquote centrist agenda. Oh, look, there's so much racism out there. We better be less racist, guys, but don't worry about actually changing anything about the system. Yeah, the uh, security measures are definitely going to go up. Why hasn't he been taken away? <laughs> Just <laughs> such a weird, like, set piece there at the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, does that guy, like, sh show up again in the next episode being any kind of... Or is he, is he just a one-off character no, who he showed just, up in there? He just shows up to murder people. Murder one guy. I don't know. I was disappointed by the way they ended up resolving the episode in a lot of ways. That didn't feel like it's like the, it felt like it was serving a bigger agenda, and then that agenda kind of collapsed at the end because of a set, because of a momentary set piece uh, scene decision. For, for the record, I'm not trying to knock it. Star Trek's Deep Space Nine still has. Oh a yeah, lot of... no. It's <laughs> at the end of the day, this was a show that came on in the '90s. Uh, you know, on CBS, some point in uh, in and around prime time. You know, they're not going to have necessarily the craziest out there opinions. This one still ends up doing that thing that a lot of American and Western media does is kind of like try to humanize the, the, the Nazi collaborators, humanize the kind of situation where, you know, we talk about it in school all the time. Whenever you were in high school or whatever, talk about, you know, what could uh, convince people to let what happened in Nazi Germany and out in Eastern Europe happen. How did they get to that point where they had dissociated themselves so much, where they had, uh, you know, cordoned off a, a, a world inside their mind where they could live safely and freely without, with, with the knowledge that Slavs and Jews and, and Roma people and homosexuals and people with disabilities were all just being exterminated. Like, and how could you be one of the people who wrote lists about that? You know, how could you be one of the people that stands next to Goldar Heel as he 
commands the murder of thousands of forced laborers, of slaves, people who have been enslaved. I mean, how can you sit at brunch while we have the highest houseless population in the world and we literally take places where they're trying to set up camps for each other and shovel rocks on top of them to make sure they can't do that anymore? Not even like putting turning those places into something like, you know, clearing up the streets for good use, you know, any of that. No, literally, it's, it's still an eyesore, but at least it's an eyesore where houseless people can't sleep anymore. Right. You can hide more of the deleterious effects of capitalism with rocks than by actually putting up like a bike path where people can still pitch their tents or giving people goddamn housing. So that's the I mean, it's I'm not on the one hand, I'm not trying to say that modern America is Nazi Germany. On the other hand, there's. an abhorrent amount of evils in this country and most people myself and i mean i i i I talk the talk but i very rarely walk the walk the america exists as the same entity that nazi germany took a lot of inspiration from specifically thinking about uh the reservations that native that american indians are forced onto thinking about the extermination process Uh, processes of the early 20th century when people were in America killing disabled people. Massive, massive proto-fascistic policies enacted by America. And that basis, that system, everything about it is continuous to today. Like we may have, you know, as a settler colony, as a place mostly protected from European war, we weren't in the same uh, situation to have quite so obvious a fascistic rise as Hitler and Mussolini and their uh, contemporaries. But in America, we are a fascism is, I believe it was Lenin who said fascism is capitalism in decay, right? And as a settler colony, we have been sufficiently cordoned off as a settler colony. And then the hegemon, the imperial core We've been cordoned off so well from any of the ravages of capitalism. We've always been able to export them. And fascism hasn't necessarily needed to come here because there's already been a proto-fascist kind of hyper-capitalist exploitation that's gone on in here of, you know, slaves, of uh, people of color and uh, the American Indians. There's so many different reasons that have kept quite the obvious face of fascism away, even though all of its, many of its worst policies have been enacted in America. So it's not as though it's, I don't think you're wrong to say that to compare America to a Nazi Germany. It's definitely, if anything, a precursor. We're on the horizon where we could be. And you, you know, we learned from them too. Where's ice? You know, what is ice other than a fucking Gestapo, but for, uh, you know, people that we've destabilized their home countries of. I mean, for sure, I mean, we coup just about anywhere that might show anything but capitalism in a good light. But additionally, I mean, it's there's a current liberal perspective of, oh, well, Donald Trump could have been Hitler. Thank God we stopped him. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's so it's clearly people have seen the writing on the wall, but as soon as they don't, they feel like they don't need to look at it anymore, they stop. Yeah, none of those systems have disappeared. The, the fascistic... America, I honestly think you can say America is very much – I think that neoliberalism shares a lot of characteristics with like neo-fascism. You know, Pinochet, you might not call him a fascist, 
but you might call the military governments in Brazil fascist, neo-fascist, and we set those governments up. We are the maybe the 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 internal situation in America might seem to be a liberal bourgeois democracy, but the we world, world facing where... yeah the world facing version of us is is fascist yeah it's an empire oh and that's why i mean and we don't even hide it if you actually pay attention i mean i've said this on the show many a times about uh, we have more military bases than all the other countries added together on foreign soil i don't know it's just tough to uh it's tough to look at america in a global perspective and not think of us as bordering on fascist but here on the home shores, we can look at it and say, oh, look, we believe in – I mean, look, we allow the movements like Black Lives Matter to even exist. Clearly, we're not Nazis. Right. We can't be Nazis when we allow Nazis to have freedom of speech. Yeah. It's so fucking – It's progressive. I've just nearly finished that book with my book club, Jakarta Method, and it's just so fucking upsetting to see how many millions of people – have just been violently exterminated under the the guise of protecting the free market. To know that in America, so many people who identify themselves as left-leaning never look beyond our borders, never look at the world that's being created with all of these horrible policies and that there are people today that write fucking lists for for our equivalent of Goldar Heel. He may not be quite so cartoonishly evil, but there are people out there writing lists about all of the many families that we've murdered in Afghanistan. Those lists are probably never going to make make their way anywhere important because we don't keep as good of records as the Nazis. We burn a lot of them or we just toss them. In, in because we don't care, yeah, but no, the CIA is very good at redacting this exact situation. It it happens. There there are there are labor camps in America. What else are these these prisons? I mean, there are labor camps in in America that you know are run by private individuals. Like what are what are people who are undocumented supposed to do when they have a job that you know they decide not to pay you and you you're just stuck there because they've stolen your passport or whatever. Well I mean and just in general we're, we've proven that we're also willing to put children in internment camps on the basis that they're not supposed to be here, quote unquote. Like it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't matter how much of a threat you actually are, it's about sending the signal. It's absolutely a I think it's fair to say that America it has so many of the same fascistic qualities as as some of the most notorious empires and regimes in in the last 100 200 or in all of history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? The way we're the way we're headed, maybe the next Republican candidate who goes against Joe Biden, and let's face it, will probably win because of Democratic disenfranchisement. Maybe they will be. Maybe they will be on the same level as Hitler. Full out, no no questions asked. Think about how easy it's going to be to run against a do nothing term Biden. I mean, no, he didn't do nothing. He gave us a lot more military spending, and uh, he put more kids in cages. He also – Just like uh, he promised on the campaign trail. Increased the funding for police, another thing he promised. Oh, absolutely. He's 
No. I mean, anyone who bought into the Biden campaign promises, the only one that he made that was fully and wholeheartedly authentic was nothing will fundamentally change. Yeah. And even that was too that optimistic. That wasn't to us. Too- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing will fundamentally change unless you think of things getting worse as fundamentally changing. I'm not yeah. saying he's better than Trump. I think they're just exactly the same. I, I really do think whenever my father brings up harm reduction, I'm t- it's tough for me not to just completely shut him down. The problem is I've seen glimmers that he's willing to accept capital has its flaws and as a fundamental structure for a government. I've seen that in it, but it's every time we have the conversation, suddenly he resorts to, well, but MSNBC said this, and if we go against it, then we might risk more Trump. And Trump said mean words. Yeah, the network that has literal CIA directors, retired CIA directors, come on as impartial commentators. They're the ones who are going to tell you who's the good guy. Well, at the end of the day, they could care less if it's the far alt-right or the center-right-right, which is – I mean because no one – when even when we say Democrats are center-right, they're further right than that. They're not like a – they're not yeah, like they're a not even as fucking, 50% right. They're like 78% right versus 92% right. The fucking Tories in England with a few of their policy exceptions I would say are more – left wing than the fucking democrats in a lot of instances at least so as long as we stay right wing they could they could care less about reporting in a uh, fair and unbiased perspective that might actually make people worry yeah i don't want to be this is an interestingly weird this is a weird episode of ds9 most of the time they're kind of like i mean they do a lot of this they do a lot of these these high-minded questions um but this one is it it really brought a lot more conversation than I was even anticipating. Oh, the you know, gray was, areas. The gray areas were definitely uh, very prevalent all throughout. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting. Um, you know that final twist puts a weird spin. Weird spin on it. You know, you think you know exactly what it is. Like, what do you do with a filing clerk? All right, the filing clerk. Um, he's not immediately dangerous. Maybe we see how he does and he could get you know re-education if need be maybe he needs to be a part of a a group one that's like re- led by a cadre you know somebody who can help him uh it, adapt to this new system but also integrate him in with it and keep an eye on him yeah, I mean, maybe we have the kind of a, a much, 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 much better version of halfway homes for some of these people. Yeah, yeah. We're not, maybe it's more of a system of getting these folks into like a laborers, uh, like a co-op. I'm not saying you can fix Nazis with co-ops, but like maybe getting well, let's say if they maybe show some after small this fact that they're still evil. Then <laughs> yeah, I think that there's an option that you you need to show people a material alternative. But, yeah, I'm not saying that you're going to save all Nazis by giving them partial ownership of a business with, like, 70 other workers. Well, this this episode definitely did a lot of – did spark a lot of conversation and um, definitely had a lot of good things to say about gray areas in the future of our society. But one very not gray area in the present of our society, going back to what I was saying, is that no matter what, quote-unquote, side you're on, actual leftism is very discouraged. And uh, that will be the topic of our next proper episode, which I, I haven't 
I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up calling communism as a four-letter word. Yeah, I like that. Talk about some anti-communism. Talk about yeah, anti-socialism. Basically, the idea that our media and our country, as it stands, treats leftism as far more evil than Nazism. Oh yes, we get a lot of that uh, horseshoe theory. Uh, what do you call it? Black book of communism type of shit. Um, and yeah, I think that especially today, I think it's on uh, display how much like Phil and I don't always agree on everything, but it definitely is much more important that we show solidarity and be, you know, I, I mean, we agree on just about most things, I'd, I'd say. And most of those things are based in compassion for our fellow humans and fellow workers, uh, people who you can share a lot more things with than the, the capitalists and the people who are trying to run you down. And they're going to they're going to try and keep breaking us up with these anti-communist, uh, you know, anti-socialist Nazi comparisons. Yeah, because the important thing on the left and the thing that breeds so much leftist infighting is because on the right wing, they, they lump us together. So pointless, so so such poignant uh, pointlessness that, you know, we end up arguing over, uh, oh, well, I, I may be one degree less left than you, uh, but at least I'm not as authoritarian about it. And uh, if we could just agree, you know, at the end of the day, we need to focus on getting to that leftist no matter how we get there because otherwise we're really fucked that's uh, that's got to be the takeaway we if we uh if we keep fighting amongst ourselves we're never going to have the uh, collaborative effort to actually break away from this system because like you were saying individualism is not going to do it no we can't rely on individualism this needs to be col a collective effort and if all we have as the working masses is our numbers dividing ourselves amongst you know left com tanky <laughs> and oh, tanky doesn't mean anything Jesus anymore. Christ. I saw that meme you sent episode. me. I'm like, Bookchin is a tanky to this person? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Bookchin would shit his pants if somebody called him a tanky. Like, yeah. no, he's Bookchin is far more in line with my ideals. And uh, at the end of the day, he was he despised authoritarianism. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a parenti guy. And I mean, and more power to you, but I mean, both of them were still much better people than the people actually in power. And creating that infighting yes. is uh, something that, it'll, and honestly, that, I guarantee you that that guy was very happy that he probably got some infighting sprouted because heaven forbid we actually start appealing to human nature as, uh, with the intent of taking care of the world. Yep. Well, uh, I think that's going to do, do it for this watch along. Like, like Kyle said, I was very surprised with how much we ended up uh, sparking about this. Um, but yeah, look forward to that next episode uh, in two more weeks after this drop. Love and solidarity, y'all. Love and solidarity. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I'm told. Cool.